Hi everybody, welcome to For the Record episode number 56. We were um, off for a little bit the past couple weeks, but we are finally back and it is wonderful to be back and um, thank you so much for choosing this podcast to be a part of your day. Um, it, it really does mean a lot to everybody over here, um, namely me, because I'm the one who hosted. But I talk to myself and talk about myself like I'm a company, so we'll just keep that in. Anyway, um, so this episode is going to be a little it's going to be a little bit different because there's two artists on the show. Um, they were both interviews that came at about 20, 25 minutes a piece. Um, but we're going to talk about them right now and some of the upcoming stuff that they've got working on, um, including tours, their new music, l- lots of great stuff. Um, so the first interview is going to be with Henry Chadwick, a Northern California solo artist. Um, that is actually, it was really cool. We were talking, he's, they're based out of Santa Cruz. Um, or excuse me, he's based out of Santa Cruz. Um, and it, it was it was a great chat. It was nice to hear about his music, and I'm hoping to go see a show of his if um, when he starts playing around here again. Um, and Santa Cruz is always just a really fun town. It's a really nice place. Um, and the second was with a um, a band that's kicking off their tour um, in the coming uh, not this week but next week. Uh, they'll be they're called Farewell My Love. Great um, like. Post, I, I refer to them more as like post-hardcore, kind of like the newer vein of post-hardcore, if that makes sense. If you can guess some of those, some of the bands that are um, kind of reigning in that genre right now. But we're going to include links to all the all of their tour dates and all that information um, in the, the bio for this episode. So without further ado, here is episode number 56 of For the Record Podcast. Enjoy. problem at all man yeah it's, it's totally cool yeah no it's like it's using a it's using newer technology on older software so it's right. yeah so it's always kind of like there's always that one button that you don't push and then you're like oh crap all right, that was the one that was <laughs> totally. supposed to do it um how are you man i'm doing pretty good man yeah Life's, life's not too bad. Where where are you based out of? I am in California, um, which I understand you're in California as well. Um, yeah, where though? Because you're in San Jose, which is like right over the hill from me. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I'm in the Santa Cruz area. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Santa Cruz. I go there. Um, when I generally, whenever there's stuff at the Catalyst, I'm always I always try to get out there. Um, as nice. Yeah, as often as possible. Um. I I currently moved to I moved to like the Oakland Berkeley area so um cool. I I still go to San Jose all the time but um no that's awesome I didn't know oh, I didn't know you were that close that's really cool 
Yeah, man, Bay, Bay Area. That's yeah. cool. I like uh, Oakland and Berkeley a lot. Yeah, cool. it's it's been nice. Um, it's been I'm I'm kind of right on the. I'm right on the edge of like Berkeley and Oakland, so it's kind of you get a little bit of everything, which has really been nice. Um, but I like it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Awesome. Okay, well, you're from Santa Cruz, so that that I was gonna ask you about uh, guest at home, and the thing that I was gonna talk about it, it, it was kind of the vibe. But now that I hear you're from Santa Cruz, the the vibe of it, it makes a little bit more sense now. How it's very much kind of <laughs> laid back and relaxed. I, I like that. Cool. Yeah, it's hard to know. Like, uh, it's kind of hard to know what what uh, how much or, of where you live is affecting the sound of uh, whatever you're doing. I guess, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess that that kind of covers it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I mean, what was what was essentially your kind of process with going into writing, um, and particularly when you're self-producing an EP like this? What what kind of what kind of process was it like for you? And and where did you record this? Well, um, I record. So I was in a, I, I, I was in another band. I, I still play drums in a band uh, called the Coppice Brothers, and I have for for years. Uh, and I used to play in a band called My Stupid Brother, and uh, we've kind of been on an indefinite uh, hiatus, so to speak, or whatever. But uh, that 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 band I used to write for and uh, um, sing for and uh, play either bass or guitar. But. Uh, um, so I've been, I've been used to doing, and we would record. My my dad kind of, well, I guess to take it back, started to jump around. But I guess my dad used yeah. to, uh, back in the 80s, he worked out of uh, Cherokee Studios in Hollywood as an engineer and a couple different um, studios and up in up in the Bay Area too, at like uh, um, Hyde Street and uh, different different places um, as an engineer. So then when my brother was born in 88, uh, he kind of left the business and uh, moved up north to kind of have a mellower life. I guess he was working a lot, and it was just, I mean, as you can imagine, that the 80s in Hollywood were probably a little bit nuts for family stuff. Yeah. But um, so anyways, he kind of saved up a bunch of his old equipment and stuff, and then when I was younger, we moved in. I was probably around seven or so. We moved up to uh, um, this house in Ben Lomond, actually. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's the Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, and he built a studio, and... Uh, we like I kind of grew up learning about recording and stuff, and uh, recording my band and eventually some other other local bands out of there. And um, I still work. That's where I ended up. Uh, he lets me come back and record out of there, um, which is cool. So that's where I ended up doing the the EP, and um, I still work out of there sometimes and out of a different local studio. But but uh, he uh, so basically I just like. I was busy a lot with the coffee Brothers stuff, and I was um, kind of on a low. Like the things with my other, my old band, my super brother, kind of were winding down. But I had new demos, and I kind of did it just guerrilla style. Like whenever I could get an afternoon, or after the things were still set up from a different session I was recording, and um, I just and then all these songs started to take shape, and uh, I, I started to sort of develop a the concept of how they should all kind of fit together and um yeah i guess it was it was a little bit scattered but um i don't know if i'm answering your question you're just ranting no yeah that's no point. it's perfect yeah. um so you recorded it in the home studio um in in the santa cruz mountains um what yeah. essentially will so where in where in the mountains is it is it like in the like 
like literally when you're driving over the hill? Because I know there's a couple of turnoffs that or there's some houses and stuff up there. Or is it kind of, or is it more in the city? It's closer to Santa Cruz than it is like when you're driving from like say Bear Creek or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's like uh, it's like it's Ben Lomond. So if you go through um, like drive Highway Nine, you'll end up in Selton, and then you keep driving the next town's Ben Lomond, and it's before Boulder Creek in the in the deep cuts of the mountains. But it's definitely a little mountain town. Um, yeah, so that's where I did most, I mean, that's where I did all of it, and, uh, I recorded, I played pretty much all the instruments myself, except for the, the bass, the Coffee Brothers bass player, uh, Aiden Collins played all the bass on it and did a really good job, and then Kyle, who's also the Coffee Brothers guitar player, uh, came and did some extra layering of guitars on the song Overtime, and, uh, otherwise it was me, um, and also those guys played my live band, um, which... They go by the name of Battlesnake, which is I thought was a funny name. Cool. But um, uh, but at any rate, yeah, a lot of it was just me in there tweaking out and um, and run, running back and forth between the control room and whatever instrument, you know. Definitely. I mean, so given that you played most of the instruments on this, um, ex- except for the the bass and some and the little guitar parts that you just mentioned and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. and given that it was recorded in more of a mountain town, um, as you as you kind of described it, was it a very isolating experience? And if so, was it a a comforting experience, or kind of a were there moments where you're kind of like, oh, I got to get out of here, I got to <laughs> get, get like get some fresh air. <laughs> I think it was probably a little bit of both. Like, definitely, I mean, yes, it was definitely isolating uh, because I was mostly doing it myself. Um, I think also, like, a lot of, like, what was just going through my head at the time was, like, when I started writing the songs for the EP, I was still living at home probably a couple years after I would have liked to be, you know, liked to have moved out. And, uh, you know, I was touring a lot and just tired and... um, Or just, you know, it it was busy, but also, you know... It was, it's, it's just a weird age, you know, I guess early 20s, you're, like, figuring out how to try to walk on your own a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, like, definitely was, like, restless feeling, but also uh, comfortable because I've recorded, like, everything that I've done with my other bands there, and um, they could stay late and, you know, do that. And uh, Yeah. So it was, like, I guess to answer your question, it was, like, a yeah, a mixture of of both definitely uh isolating and uh, a little bit frustrating sometimes especially when you're like recording drums and you have to like uh press record and then run out there like give yourself a certain amount of time before the song starts and make it on time and if you mess up you got to run back in the room and i didn't have i think there are like remote like they're like apps you can use on your phone but i don't have any of those <laughs> so it was uh <laughs> it's frustrating but but also cool because you could really like um before, like in, a, in any band, you know, it's a, it's like a democracy a little bit, um, at least yeah. in the bands that I've been in. So it's like, it's cool to just really be able to just chase whatever ideas and not have to worry about pleasing anyone and uh, uh, just kind of going for it and uh, and having it just kind of be as close to whatever the sounds that I was hearing in my head were, you know? Definitely. I mean, it becomes more of a sole proprietorship and, and literally your own like hey this is me rather than when a band and not saying that you can't portray yourself in a band i've i've i can i've definitely seen it done and it's still i see it happen but it's it's a solo a solo project is all is always a little bit different because you're getting that individual piece and that individual take from that set artist if that makes sense right that totally makes sense yeah 
Um, so how many songs do you initially go in with? Did you go in with just the five that were on the EP, or did you have more and then narrow it down? I definitely had a few more that like I had started, and a couple got further along than others. Um, and you know, w- uh, some of them just kind of sounded like underdeveloped or like a part, like just didn't quite fit with the the rest of them, you know. And I think that all the songs kind of have their like they're definitely different from each other, but they all kind of fit within the same sort of theme, or they sort of sound like the same project to me, at least. Um, um, but there are some other ones, and a couple of them I think might wind up on the next um, project that I'm working on. But, um, yeah, uh, there, uh, definitely were, like, I think there were probably about, like, eight or so that I went in with. Um, and it was, again, it was sort of scattered. Like, I was kind of, a lot of times in the recording, I'll do all the drums at once and then all the bass at once and all. This was, like, kind of, you know, one one song at a time. as And then as I would kind of layer a couple things on one song, I'd be like, oh, well that's kind of, uh, I'll try to incorporate some of that sound into the other song and I kind of just bounced back and forth between them until I had five that sort of seemed uh, to make sense together and I decided to make an EP rather than full length kind of thing. Definitely. How are you able yeah. to, um, and I'm, I'll, I'll try and ask this as, as best as I can without it sounding jumbled um, if in any way, but how are you, when you're doing the drums, when you're um, doing the guitars and the vocals and you're kind of layering everything, how are you able to keep it all organized in your head? Like, and, and in order to take it from your mind and what you're hearing and then put it on, and, and then put it on the soundboard and be able to record it? Because I just, I mean, it's it's so hard to, it, just thinking about it gives me a headache sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, I think that that's kind of, um, like, some people, like, I, I'm, like, I can play guitar and I can play the bass, and I think my best instrument is probably drums if I had to little down, but I think like as a as a musician and as a songwriter, I kind of uh have all I always sort of hear melody and then overall like textures and production. Those are I guess those are the kind of I would say my strengths as far as that goes. So I think uh, knowing what's actually going to work together just comes from years of trying stuff out and getting to experiment with past albums and with kind of working on other people's albums, you know? Yeah. So For sure. So, like, and also, I, I should say that a lot on a lot of these ones, like, uh, I use the program um, uh, Reason um, for at least, like, building up tracks initially, and, and that's kind of a, it's electronic uh, sounds, you know? It's oh, yeah. MIDI stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I'll use a lot of that stuff, um, which really helps if you're just by yourself in there, because you can build up layers that are kind of, like, you know, drums and, you know, electronic drums and uh, electronic bass and whatever sound. You can build up textures and pretty easily, like, rearrange things and see if it's going to sound, work together, fit together before you totally commit to chasing down the right tone or whatever and actually playing the part, you know, because it's, uh, it's just easy to nudge MIDI stuff around. So that is a useful songwriting tool for sure. Definitely. Um, so you've... You get the songs into Reason. You kind of you get it mapped out. You have kind of that blueprint in your like, okay, this is what works, this is what doesn't work. You're able to finally go into the studio. When you're pull- right. when you're pulling influences, um, essentially, I mean, I, I have a list right here of some of the when they send over like the the bio um, of of said artist, like um, some of their influences, where they draw from. Um, it's gotten listed as it, it's got an eclectic. Uh, number of influences. Uh, 
I have right here, let's see, it says the Beatles, the Kinks, T-Rex, Nirvana, David Bowie. Those are definitely very classic artists. And um, how do you, essentially, how do you go about drawing influences into your music? And it, it, that's, that's a rather broad question, but I, I guess how do you go about um, saying, this is kind of what I want to sound like without having it sound too much like something else? Well, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I also, like, I don't know if, I think that maybe I should <clears throat> update in that bio with some newer artists as well. I definitely like a lot of new music, too, and I think just the more stuff you can like and incorporate into your music, like, the more, I guess, unique it's going to sound, because I think that everyone, I think, like, new sounds come from people being authentic to, to not, to, to like, to making music that's kind of based off of a unique combination of all the different things you like and mm -hmm. rather than trying that rather than trying to like make it sound like one other thing or trying to just shoot for like well we're going to go for this sound or you know that's less exciting to me and i i think that um i don't know i like to i, I think that's i like to try to pull from because i you know growing up I, just going through my parents record collection and everything there were a lot of like those references you mentioned, you know, like I grew up listening to, I like was worship, Beatles worshiper and like, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, I love the T-Rex album, The Slider and The Kinks and, you know, David Bowie and yeah, all, all that stuff I I really liked, but I didn't really incorporate as much, you know, I think when whenever anyone's starting, like it's pretty easy to like try to like, you know, I remember when I was growing up and like in kind of a pop punk band and like sounding suspiciously like Green Day stuff, you know, like, um, <laughs> So like I I, I just kind of wanted to steer away from just like trying to do one thing, and I just thought that the best thing I could do is to try to just incorporate a little bit of everything I liked, which kind of bounces around from genre to genre, you know. Yeah. So uh, I think that was kind of conscious a little bit, definitely this time. Definitely. What was your pop punk band? I'm I'm a huge fan of that genre. So I, and I'm nice. Um, that was called My Stupid My Stupid Brother. Nice. Um, it was a band a band with my older brother George, who's um. Uh, now he's he's working over at Apple and he's got a kid on the way and he's nice. uh, doing doing grown up stuff. Very um, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's but awesome. He did actually he he did the graphic design and everything for and it and one of the videos for the EP. Oh, too. cool. He's a, he's a really good um, visual artist too. Very nice. Oh, I yeah. have to I have to check it out. I didn't see the video because I was just looking at the EP. But what um what did you do a video for? Um, he did the video for the song The Two of Us, and then I did two other videos for the EP too uh, with um some other older uh friends that uh, have a good company super talented uh, called element productions in santa cruz and uh cool they did actually a couple of videos for my old band too but um they, they did a video for all right and for overtime very nice um speaking of all right that was another thing that i was going to ask you um i'm always curious to know why or not why but um which um way bands go when they're in their thinking when they're choosing a lead single be like when they have to pick a song and go this is going to be the lead this is going to be the first thing people hear or the representation of the ep for just just i guess the casual passerby um what made you go with all right in terms of the lead single for the album um i think with that one i felt like it was just it was something it was the most different from something i'd put out before um, and so, you know, especially when I was first putting stuff out, I was just sort of thinking small scale, like friends and families and a few fans, of my old band, you know, that would be hearing it. I just kind of wanted to, you know, I've been 
sort of posting about my music for years on Facebook, and you know, I just wanted to put something different out um, initially. And that one felt to me like it was the most different, you know. And uh, so I felt like it was a good choice to just lead off with that and kind of erase old thoughts of me. I don't know. Definitely. Um, in terms of in terms of lyrics and lyrical content, kind of kind of how you were saying that you felt all right was a bit different than what you had previously released. Was there anything that maybe was a, a departure from anything you talked about lyrically or anything that may have been, I guess, not necessarily harder, but maybe a bit more challenging to portray? Well, <clears throat> there are definitely like some of the songs, um, like it's pretty like, uh, personal and some, like a lot of the songs like have, there's like sort of a little bit of a humor to it, you know, or like a self, defacing uh quality or just neurosis you know what i mean yeah which uh i think that that's always sort of been there with me a little bit but it's just developed and then i guess this like song like overtime is pretty just uh i guess is a little more vulnerable so that one was a little bit not necessarily harder to write i wrote it pretty quickly but um but just like um a little more um i guess scary to put out you know just because it's more closer to it's 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 more of just a real a real thought without many filters on it, you know. Definitely, yeah. No, and those are always those are always the scariest because it's there's no there's no covering up what you're trying to say, and it's kind of like, all right, I hope this goes well. Let's see what happens and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, for sure. Well, we'll bring this to a close and we'll wrap this up. But um, thank you again very much for chatting. It's been a pleasure to speak with you um, and to hear a little bit more about your music. I did. I dug the EP and I liked it. That's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, hopefully, I didn't, you know, mumble and ramble too much. And if you have any questions about uh, anything, uh, feel free to, to hit me up and ask me. Um, did, is this going to be like a released as a phone conversation or are you writing something up so i that's that's a very good question so i have i've been doing a podcast for a long time and that's why it took a little bit longer i was having some technical difficulties so generally i will do write-ups and cool. lately though the podcast medium has really been taking off i've almost hit like yeah. 60 episodes on something that we've been doing and so i've been recording it um my phone interviews with a computer setup and with my soundboard. So even if I decide like, no, let's not do a write up. Uh, let's do a podcast. The audio is better than just like phone transcription um, software. But um, I think this will. Pro I think if you're cool with it, I would love to have this as a podcast. I think this would be great. I thought it was a really nice conversation, particularly with someone who's local and um, really um, totally. showcase some of your, um, I guess, more of the story behind your music. And I, I would love to share it if you were cool with that. Absolutely not. I'm cool. Just kidding. Oh. No, no, of, of, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah, feel free. Absolutely. Um, so this is the this will be the last question then. This is kind of the one that I ask to wrap things up in the end and uh, bring the whole interview to a close. And it's a rather broad question, but what does music mean to you? Ooh. Uh, I mean, you, um, not to sound super pretentious which it's hard not to with an <laughs> no answer to a question like that but i guess music has been like a, a sort of the growing up it's been like the thing that makes the most sense you know so i it's just like a, a for me it's a, a way to make sense of uh a, you know of, of when things are confusing you know or just the world in general you can music can mean so much more without like having to like you can you know without having to like 
intellectualize or like go into like you know you can just get right to the kind of the heart of of whatever i feel like and and work work stuff out at least for me through music through listening to music and through writing music um so it's for me it's like the most important thing i don't know beautifully said um man thank you thank you so much henry i uh, again sincerely appreciate your time and i'm looking forward to having everybody here in this awesome thanks man i appreciate it no worries going, Jared? yeah you too take care right on bye yeah. talk to you today i mean you guys have a i you guys have a, a great deal of music i've really been digging um particularly above it all i um i gave Thank it you. yeah i gave it a listen recently and i i i'm a huge fan of that kind of that theatrical rock sound so that was that was really fun to listen to um all the way through um so very i mean very oh, nice job on that much. yeah man um thank you Given that you guys have you guys have released quite a bit over the years in terms of EPs, um, th- this is the uh, not the album. Sorry, um, um, you guys released Gold Tattoos back in 2013. You had uh, Mirror Mirror. Yeah. You have Above It All now. What would you say when you're when you were going in to record and write Above It All? What was the biggest what was the biggest difference for you guys in terms of taking on the process of bringing this album to life as opposed to an album like Gold Tattoos? Um, so with, with this record, we uh, we did it self-released. Um, we started on record label, and we had it under our own record label. And um, I think with this record, it was it was great so much better uh, going in the studio because we felt like we had total control to kind of do whatever we wanted with it because it was our record. It was for us and for our fans and nobody else. So I think that made it different. And then um, it was just it was just nice. Um, I, I feel like we had a lot of personal stuff to write about. It was a very personal record um, and it was very collective as well. We all contributed pretty equally with the writing of it and um we experimented a lot too yeah with um different instruments and different things we we had a higher budget for ourselves than we ever had before um so you know we tried to make it as organic and authentic as possible by having a real piano we had a cellist come in and play the strings we had a horn player come in play the horns on it and um, you know, I got to play a variety of instruments on it as well, and so that was very exciting. So yeah, it, it was just it, it, there was just so much more to it, and it was just such a um, you know different type of adventure than any other record we've done. Definitely. Um, what what label were you on before, if I may ask? We we uh, before were on Standby Records. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, very nice. Um, what was I, I mean in terms of you guys said that you had um I get you said you had you felt like you had more creative control than ever before. I, I I'm always curious to know kind of the difference between like um because I know that there I know there's always a different level of creativity with independent labels, um, with major labels and then being completely independent. Um you guys mm-hmm. I you did you not feel like you were able to, I guess, as freely express yourself with even with an independent label as you would on your own no i mean i mean we we were we were able to i i feel like um just being 
on our own and doing our own thing in the whole business aspect of everything gotcha was kind of a mental difference you know yeah. mental relief and release for us okay for so sure i don't think it necessarily had anything to do with the label we were on it just had to do with the fact that we were our own business our own like bosses Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm always just curious to know about like the way that because I mean every band is different in that sense, and I, um, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean some bands, um, such as you guys, it's more of a you you work better when you're able to kind of do it on your own rather than with uh, another like with people standing over you. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in terms of. In terms of the sound, I'm very curious to ask you guys about your sound because I love all of the different. There, there's so many. Di- there's a, such a vast number of influences that come in in terms of rock and in just in kind of the mm-hmm. stuff that not only is I guess new school where I could hear stuff that's maybe kind of pulling from places like Black Veil Brides or maybe like New Year's Day and that kind of rock, but going back to stuff like My Chemical Romance and. Um, bands from that kind of era. There, there's kind of a, a new with the old. What kind of what kind of influences do you guys draw from as musicians? Um, well, that, that's what's really cool about our band, and what I love about us as writers collectively is because we're all very different with our influence. We're all influenced by very different uh, styles and people and artists. Um, you know, for example. Chad probably had the bigger, uh, Chad, our singer, he probably had the bigger um, My Chemical Romance type of influence. And then he he has a lot more now, like a lot more pop influence, Um, you know, modern pop. And then also some like, some like 80s pop stuff and uh, new wave stuff. And then uh, London, our other guitar player, he's very influenced by... um, you know, Black Bell Brides, and then as well as, like, a lot of 80s rock and roll, like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and stuff like that. And then uh, Charlie, our bass player, he's a total punk kid, um, so he just loves all the old punk stuff. And then me, personally, I am I come from, you know, at least writing this record, I, I come from more of, like, a classic rock-type background, Um you know, more like 60s and 70s rock and roll, and yeah. then um, also uh, film score, because I'm into the uh, film scoring. Uh, a lot of the strings you hear on the record and a lot of the uh, more theatrical-esque stuff, it was all arranged by me. Um, so, you know, just because I, have, I also do compositions and whatnot. So it's a very wide variety of influences amongst the band, and I think that's that's why it came out to be such a eclectic record, eclectic record. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, that's actually those are two big influences that I that I heard when I was listening to it, and I couldn't find the words for it, but you you put them you mm-hmm. you put the words in my mouth, which was classic rock because of all of the the solos. And you're one hell of a guitar player, by the way. That was awesome to listen to, <laughs> listening to all of the thank you yeah, very much all the compositions. I it. Yeah, um, but then the film score part that was that was the other thing in my mind that I was kind of like this feels like. 
um, it, it feels almost like a movie at certain moments. Um, what kind of um, what kind of yeah. composers do you take inspiration from? Well, I, I mean, um, when it comes to film scoring, I love Hans Zimmer. Uh, oh, he's awesome. He did, he did, yeah, he did like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He did Inception. Uh, he did Sweeney Todd the movie, and yeah, he, he's great. He, he's probably my favorite. And then, then I like some older stuff like Vivaldi, and you know, going back and just the classics. But yeah, when it comes to film scoring, it's all Hans Zimmer. He, he's kind of like my my idol when it comes to that. That's awesome. That's a, I mean, that's a great choice as, as it is for a, for a, uh, uh, f- uh, film composer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, out of curiosity, cause I, now that we're kind of on the, the film topic, were there any, were there any particular film scores, not necessarily from Hans Zimmer that maybe played into the inspiration behind some of the compositions on the album? Um, I think uh, I think because if you listen to the intro of the record, uh, "Welcome to the Beginning," it's very uh, it's it's all you know, classic. It's all theatrical. It's all like uh, orchestral extremes and yeah. Um, there's some quite there's some. Uh, my sister actually does vocals on it. There's a little bit of so there's a little bit of like a choral effect to it, and um, I kind of. When I was writing that, I actually wrote that last. That was the last thing written for the record. We were already in the studio recording the rest of the record before that was done. And I was just like, man, I need something like super epic for this. And it's got to like really drive everybody in and like show everybody like, hey, this is going to be like a crazy you know, endeavor you're about to get yourself into. Um, and nice. I, I think... Uh, I think Pirates of the Caribbean was actually on TV. <laughs> nice. So I like heard like a song from that, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm still gonna go for like a pirate type feel for this." Very nice. And they're just like, yeah, like going into war and like a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it. I mean, it totally felt like that. Yeah. It felt like you were about to go on. It, it felt like you were you were about to, to not to sound cliche, but kind of go on a journey and and be really go into the story. Yeah. So I completely hear where you're, That's great. Where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to do. So it definitely worked. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Um I feel like the theme some of the themes throughout the album um are very much about not I for a while the word redemption was in my in my head but I don't I don't know why it was in there but then I th- I think I channeled it more correctly towards what I was what I was thinking but a lot of the themes and the ideas that I was getting from the record was just this idea of rising above bullshit and really coming out on yeah. top uh, amongst how I mean I mean you don't have to be you'd have to be living mm-hmm. under a rock right now to kind of see how the world is kind of <laughs> looking right now with all the shit that's going on in it but um yeah what were no, some, you yeah, you hit the nail on the head <laughs> yeah well I mean what kind of what kind of things inspired you to go towards that theme of writing um whether it's and not just lyrically but just compositionally as as a collective because we've been a band now for five years, over five years. And um, I think for, you know, for a band being around five years, we've been through hell and back so many times, a lot more than a lot of other bands have. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think just with everything we've been through and with everything we've had to deal with, this was kind of like the album where it was like our release, like, you know what, we're over it. We're, we're done. We're just going to do what we want to do. We're going to do our thing. We're going to do what makes us happy and what feels right. And just kind of rise above it all. And um, the story, you know, each song is a story and it's a personal story for all of us. Um, you know, it's all, it's all kind of like, like they're fictional, but they're not fictional. Um, it's, they're based on like real things that we've all been through, but we just kind of write them in a way that's a little bit more um, acceptable to a general audience. And they all kind of express the same um, kind of outcome and enlightenment of, you know, you're going to deal with hard things, like hard things are going to happen to you or bad things are going to happen to you, you know, and uh, life's going to be tough, but tomorrow's always a new day and you're always going to get through it as long as you keep pushing forward type thing and you're going to be above it if you want to be type thing. Definitely. I mean, so when you guys were writing stuff like that, was it was it hard to get that kind of material out or did it, because you were kind of saying you'd, you guys have been together for five years. You'd been through hell and back at that point, and it was it was your release. Was it just kind of was it or was it literally a release of like, okay, this is going to be easy to write. Where we know exactly what we want to say this time. Yeah, it, it was probably the mo- most like um, natural and organic record we've ever written. It just it, it came out so easy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was great. It, it just felt so good to write this record. How long did it take to get it all put together? Um, we were writing and pre production with ourselves because we do, we do all of our own pre production before we go to the studio. Yeah, um, we were doing that for probably about a year with these songs, and then when we went to the studio, we were in the studio for about two months, and we went with this guy named Dan Parker, who um. He's got a studio here locally in Phoenix, and he's incredible. He's a genius, total, like, hidden gem. And um, he used to actually play guitar for a band called A Change of Pace back in the day. I've heard of A Change of Pace. That name is very familiar. Yeah, yeah. he he used to play guitar for them, and he's incredible. We're we're so lucky we found him because he just took our vision with these songs and our ideas and his whole, and just, like, and um, really turned them into the best song it could, they could possibly be. You know what I mean? Definitely. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, I mean, so. like I said, clearly from the sound of of the record, it it everything you guys did worked. So it worked very well. And yeah. It sounds fantastic. Thank you. Of course. Um, you yeah. guys have a tour coming up, um, if I am correct on that, that um, is kicking off yeah. um, from the tour poster that I'm looking at right now. kicks off on the 27th um, and then of October and ends on November 22nd um, in Colorado. And you guys are touring with The Funeral Portrait. How did, how did that tour come about? How, how did the idea to tour with this band come about? Um. So we, we've known the funeral portrait for a while. They used to, um, we, we used to play shows with them whenever we went to Atlanta uh, back in the day when they were under a different name. And then um, they changed their name and got signed to 
uh, Sean Milky from Alisana's record label called Re- Revival Records. Yeah. And um, we've been friends with Sean forever. Uh, we, we toured with Alisana back at, or like back a few years ago. And, you know, he, he's, he's kind of helped mentor us through starting a record label and like that whole thing since he's got his own. And, um, you know, we've, we've just kind of always liked what the funeral portrait's doing. We like how they have like the post-hardcore type style with the very like um, theatrical vibes as well you know they're, they're very i feel like his vocals are very operatic in a way and um it's a, it's a cool mix and so we, we've been wanting to do something with them for a while and just because we're, we were so close with sean too you know it's it's great working you know our label with his label to make this tour happen so. oh def- definitely and i i i've actually i had um sean on uh, the podcast that I host a few weeks ago, I had him when we were talking about the book for, oh, cool. yeah, I had him when we were talking about the book, uh, that he was putting out for Annabelle and, um, it was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was super theatrical and I totally got that vibe from him, but that's, uh, that's so awesome. And it's also way cooler when it's not just like, uh, a booking agent saying, Okay, cool. We think this band would be really cool for you guys to tour with. Uh, here you go, and going around. And I'm not saying that those experiences are ever bad, but it's it's cooler mm-hmm. when it's with friends and it's with people that you respect because you can go in and be like, okay, this is going to be fun. This will be cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, since since we've kind of gone on our own and been doing our own thing, we've just kind of had the attitude like, well, if we're going to go on tour, we might as well enjoy it. So yeah. we're gonna bring our friends along. Definitely, but, you know, we're gonna tour with people that we want to tour with, not just people that we think are gonna make us money. Because it's, you know, we, we play music because we enjoy it, and we're supposed to have fun doing it. And you know, what's what's the fun and not, you know, not being with around people you like and stuff like that, you know. Absolutely. And of course, it's like those are the people that you're going to be stuck with for the next few weeks. So it's like, all right, we got to be with people that we know work. Like if 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 the going gets tough, then we can all get along and not want to like tear each other's hair out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's enough of that of dealing with that, like within the band, you know, I'm not necessarily saying like our band, but just in bands in general, like you're going to fight, you're going to. You know, when we fight too, everybody fights. So why would you want to be on tour with other people you're going to fight with as well? Exactly. Oh, I, compl- I completely hear you on that front. Um, well, we will wrap this up and we'll bring this to a close um, with uh, one more question. Uh, thank you again for um, doing the interview. I sincerely appreciate it. It's been wonderful to talk to yeah, you and get some thank insight. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of Absolutely. course. Um, yeah, so this is the last question, and I give that preface because it, I use it to close out every music interview I do, and it's a rather broad question, but it's a nice way to kind of sum things yeah. up. Um, essentially, uh, what does music mean to you? Um, for me, for me, it's a, it's an outlet, and it's um, it's a chance to, an opportunity to make a difference in other people's lives because um music i mean it makes such a big difference in my life writing music does um if i'm going through a tough situation or having issues with whatever like 
like girl problems or something else, whatever. If I write a song about it, you know, it, I, I don't, I don't really like have those issues anymore. Kind of goes away. It's my, it's my outlet. It's my, it, it keeps me sane. And I feel like if I'm able to do that for myself, then maybe I can do that for other people too when they don't necessarily have the opportunity to do it for themselves. So, you know, I, I definitely like music as something that's positive for the world and, you know, for society. All right. That was well, that was well said, man. Thank you. Um, that was a great way to close this out. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hope you guys. Um, if you, I, I'm hoping you guys come through the Bay Area, um, like to the towards San Francisco and uh, that kind of area at some point. I would love to come and check you guys out. Um, so I will. Cool. Definitely, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we should be doing a West Coast run in uh, springtime. That's the plan as of right now. Awesome. So, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely try and yeah. make my way out if you guys do come out here. Awesome. Thank you very much. No worries, man. Take care and have a great day. All right, you too. Bye, Jared. See ya.